Welcome to 95 Mac Daily for Thursday, January 26th, 2023. I'm your host, Chance Miller. Leading off today, the COVID-19 pandemic has forced a lot of companies to change the way they work, including Apple. But Apple is now making a change to its COVID-19 policies for employees, removing the requirement that employees take a COVID-19 test before going into the office. Apple had still been requiring that all employees take a COVID-19 test before in-person work, so this is a big change in Apple's policies, and anyone can now return to the office without proving that they are negative for COVID-19. Another change is that Apple is adjusting its sick day policy for COVID-19. Since the start of the pandemic, Apple has given workers unlimited sick days if they're experiencing COVID-19 symptoms. With the new policies, however, Apple employees will only be allowed a maximum of five sick days if they test positive for COVID. The change to the COVID-19 testing requirement will go into effect on January 30th, but the change to unlimited sick days won't go into effect until August. Apple's goal is that with these changes, a greater number of employees will return to in-person work now that it's more convenient to do so. In other news today, now that the first M2 Pro and M2 Max versions of the MacBook Pro are available and arriving to customers, we're learning a bit more about some of the changes Apple has made. Unfortunately, it turns out there's one unfortunate change to the storage configuration. So to back up and talk about the M1 Pro MacBook Pro, the 512GB model was split between four different 128GB chips inside. So there were two 128GB storage chips on one side of the logic board, and two 128GB chips on the other side of the logic board. With the new M2 Pro MacBook Pro, Apple has adjusted its strategy and shifted to using two larger storage chips rather than four smaller storage chips. So if you look inside the MacBook Pro with 512 gigabytes of storage and an M2 Pro processor, you'll see one 256 gigabyte storage chip on one side and another 256 gigabyte storage chip on the other side. The reason that this matters is because of storage speed. When the storage is spread out across multiple different chips, the storage speeds end up being faster. This is because read and write actions can be spread across each of those chips, rather than all being confined to just one, or in this case, two. So we did some tests to find out just how big of an impact this change has on storage speeds for the M2 Pro MacBook Pro. In our testing, the new MacBook Pro with 512 gigabytes of SSD storage is 20% faster in write speeds and 40% faster in read speeds. This is a dramatic drop in read and write performance for an SSD. And again, it's all because Apple has consolidated from four different storage chips down to two. This is only an issue on the base model 512GB MacBook Pro configuration. So if you go up to the one terabyte configuration, storage speeds will be the same as the previous generation because Apple is still using four different 256 gigabyte chips inside. Ultimately, most people buying the base configuration MacBook Pro probably won't notice the impact of the slower storage speeds in everyday use, and the speeds are still impressively fast, 
but it's always disappointing when a product gets worse between generations. Rounding out today, some industry data, courtesy of analyst firm IDC, says that 2022 iPhone shipments fell 15% year-on-year during the holiday quarter, and that shipments for the entire calendar year were down by 4%. So a 15% drop for the holiday quarter, combined with a 4% drop for the entire year, sounds pretty bad on the surface, but if you zoom out and look at the broader smartphone market, Apple actually did better than all of its competitors. For the fourth quarter in particular, the entire smartphone market saw shipments fall by 18.3%, with Samsung seeing a 16% decline. And for the entire year, the overall decline across all smartphone brands was 11%. At this point, analysts are expecting 2023 to be a year of recovery, with smartphone shipments forecast to rise by right around 3%. IDC, however, does caution that this could change due to some broader macroeconomic concerns, especially around inflation and widespread layoffs. Apple is set to report its earnings for the holiday quarter on February 2nd, during which we should learn more about how the company fared during the holiday quarter, especially as it battled major constraints around iPhone 14 availability. That wraps up another episode of 9to5Mac Daily and another week of 9to5Mac Daily. As always, if you like the show, please be sure to subscribe in Apple's podcast app or in Overcast or wherever you listen every day. And while you're there, it's very helpful to us if you leave us a five-star rating and a review to help more people find the show. We'll be back on Monday with a full week of Apple news. In the meantime, you can follow along with me on Mastodon at Chance H. Miller at Mastodon.social or on Twitter at Chance H. Miller. Find all of the latest Apple news on 9to5Mac.com and come back on Monday for a new week of 9to5Mac Daily.